0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to the show. Mr. Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. A big weekend in the Premier League ahead of us, finally. All of the winter break nonsense. Uh, not that it was actually nonsense. It was very well done, I have to say. Uh, but all of the breaks and time off and all the rest of this nonsense all done. Uh, of course, we've had a good week uh, of midweek European action as well. We can touch on some of that. But there are some really nice clashes looking at us this weekend in the Premier League. We're going to go through them uh, as we do every Friday on the show. We do our Premier League preview show. I think there's going to be a number of draws, but it's going to be fun. Let's talk about it. I'm also going to give you some odds and some potential best bets. If you're into betting, if you would like to bet, if you do, please be responsible when you do it. Uh, But that's what we're going to do today. If you would like to find me on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fistry Sports Talk. Love to hear from you. Uh, We've got Chelsea Tottenham, probably the biggest match of the weekend but there are some fantastic matchups as well, including Leicester-Manchester City. That should be a terrific match on Saturday. We're going to take a look at that. And Arsenal-Everton on Sunday, United-Watford. And Monday, uh, Liverpool will face a very lackluster West Ham-United squad. Look, let's talk about it. Let's take a look at all of these games. And um love to get your take. I mean, do you think the problems going on at Manchester City are in any way going to affect the outcome of this match against Leicester City uh, in the wake of Raheem Sterling talking about how much he loves Real Madrid uh, and, um, you know, really waiting to see what the fallout is from this two year ban or potential two year ban or it is a two year ban. We just don't know until the appeal is done. All right, Nick Gieber with you. I'm going to take a break. Uh, Meanwhile, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network as well as, of course, anyone listening on our digital platforms, iHeartRadio TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app. Great chatting with you. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the show. History Soccer, Nick diba with you. Um... Interesting weekend ahead in the Premier League, interesting week behind us in Europe, a week that saw some, uh, shall we say, poor results for most of the English teams uh, in play. Of course, first legs are just that, they are exactly that, they are uh, merely half-time. Yesterday, Thursday... United 1-1 in Belgium against uh, Club Bruges, Celtic 1-1 against Copenhagen, Arsenal go to Greece and beat Olympiacos, that was, you know, a a nice result, and Wolves at home thrashing Espanyol, you know, that has some, definitely has some uh, ramifications In terms of this weekend, and we're going to talk about that, obviously. Uh, Rangers, huge comeback and a 3-2 win at home against Sporting Braga. See Steven Gerrard uh, in scenes of absolute jubilation. Is he turning into uh, one of the next great managers potentially? And of course, uh, let's talk about the Champions League, Atalanta, what a great story that was beating Valencia at home, their first ever year in the Champions League, their first ever knockout rounds, uh, getting a good solid win against Valencia. And then finally, Tottenham Hotspur getting beat at home against Red Bull Leipzig. And we mentioned Tuesday's matches, Atletico getting a 1-0 victory over Liverpool at the uh, Metropolitano Wanda Stadium and uh, Borussia Dortmund beating PSG. And that is a really interesting result, by the way, because, you know, um, a big story, well, there's two big stories here, I suppose. Uh, First of all is how incredibly awesome is Erling Braut Haaland? I mean, this 19-year-old kid is... Uh, To say shaking up the football world, I think that would be the understatement of uh, the century. He he scores two goals. Two goals against Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, the first was an unbelievably predatory finish. Uh, What happened was Rafael Guerrero, he made a shot, it was blocked, it came back out, and boom! Haaland knocks it in the back of the net, and... um, It was just unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, by the way, Thomas Tuchel, who is the PSG boss, was a former coach of Borussia Dortmund. So going back home, uh, he was sacked after they won the German Cup back in 2017. Uh, and, and this a terrible result. And, you know, this story, of course, uh, is that the uh, owner of Paris Saint-Germain is now up on charges... of bribery of officials, the uh, Nasser Al-Khalifi has been charged, directly charged, over a bribery scandal around FIFA. Look, I mean, (laughs) you know, and it was um, Jerome Volcker, who was the guy that actually took over for Sepp Blatter, that, that was the guy that was bribed by Khalifi. Now, if you don't know this, Khalifi is the head of Qatar's sports investment. Now, again, Qatar, the country that's got the 2022 World Cup. Remember this, guys. Of course, all the discussion about FIFA and the bribery and how they got it, and all the discussions about how Michel Platini did a backroom deal with Qatar to switch his vote from England to Qatar at the last minute, along about the same time that Qatar Sports Investment bought Paris Saint Germain. And of course, Paris Saint Germain. Were you know one what two French uh, French titles before the Qataris took over and now it's six of seven. I mean, you know we we spoke uh, earlier on in the week about this sort of buying of titles and 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 I by the way I, I don't mean that disrespectfully and I'll explain that to you in a second. I, I I I'm all right with it. I don't believe you buy a title. You still have to play it, but you can certainly buy a team and invest in it. But it's the underhanded, backhanded way that the Qataris have moved themselves in. Now, this bloke, um, Nasser Al Khalifi, also owns Be In Sport, the television network. And of course, that's where this all goes. That in return for favorable rights packages in, I want to say, Italy and uh, another country. Uh, Al Khalifi sort of bought a villa for Jerome Volcker, the former head of FIFA or the former Secretary General of FIFA. Ah, uh, uh, lovely Swiss villa for him, yeah. <laughs> you know, ah, uh, uh, Jerome Volcker was the ex-General Secretary of FIFA, and 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 he was basically thrown out uh, in the wake of all these investigations and everything else. But here you go. Now look, we we talk about um. This is actually what what he did. And I'm sorry, I'm smiling because, I mean, it's just so brazen. Um, Volker was refunded £420,000. Now, that's about 600 and something thousand dollars. That was a down payment he made for the purchase of a villa in Sardinia, which Al-Khalifi then purchased and refunded him the down payment, and then gave Jerome Volker by the way, who's French, not Swiss, you'll excuse me, Excuse exclusive use of the villa for 18 months uh, without having to pay any rent. Now, they're saying that's worth about a million and a half pounds. Volker, by the way, banned from FIFA and ousted in 2015. So, This is bribery. This is just the tip of the iceberg. But, I mean, are we surprised? Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. And I'm sorry for going off on a tangent on this because we talk about Paris Saint-Germain. Let's get back to the game that we were talking about. Losing. Losing. 2-1 to Borussia Dortmund. Now, the reason I bring this up, and of course we go into the whole Al-Khalifa thing, is that story number one is Al-Khalifa and the criminal charges brought against him in in Switzerland. Story number two is the fact that the reason that they bought PSG isn't to be the big fish in Ligue 1 in France, because that is a secondary, maybe at times tertiary league if you look at the uh, pantheon of great European leagues, despite the Neymars of the world playing, playing for PSG and the Mbappes and all the other sort of stuff. But to go to Germany and get beat 2-1 by Borussia Dortmund, two goals from the 19-year-old, this PSG team has been assembled to win the Champions League. I thought this might well be their year. Uh, They did get the away goal. Let's give them credit for that. But you know, I have real trouble thinking that going to Paris is like going to Fortress Anfield. I don't think it is. And when you've got a guy like Erling Braut Haaland who knows no fear, I I just can't see... That this is, this is going to be a very close run thing. Look, we can talk about Liverpool uh, losing to Atletico Madrid 1-0. I mean, that was an early goal. It was a bit of a fluke goal, nicely taken, don't get me wrong. And then, of course, Simeone shut up shop beautifully on Liverpool. But that was at the Metropolitano Wanda, which is in truly, in, in, in true form, as tough of a place to go as Anfield is. But I'm sorry, going to Paris is not the same. It's just not. So, anyway, I, this is a big story. This is the big story for me, uh, Borussia Dortmund, and, and this kid, uh, Haaland. I mean, I wonder what his value is right now. It's got to be absolutely through the roof. All right, um, let's take a look and see if there were any other results coming up that are worth talking about. Um Uh, That's about it. Now, we did talk a little bit about the uh, Premier League match that took place um, earlier on in the week on uh, the Thursday match, pardon me, the Wednesday match, which was uh, Man City, West Ham United, uh, you know, City in fine form ran rampant over the David Moyes club, West Ham United, who are quite frankly in some serious, serious jeopardy of getting relegated. All right, when we come back after break, let's take a look at all the matches coming up in the Premier League. I'll give you my picks and previews and we can get, see if there's any good bets that you may want to make there. I'll be right back after this. All right, well, uh, I don't think uh, Jose Mourinho really wants to go to Chelsea this weekend either. uh, With his very depleted squad, Uh, injury hit, Son Min Hong, Son Hon Ming, (laughs) Min Son, I'll get get his name right, I always mess it up. Let's just call him Sonny. Uh, At Spurs, breaks his arm, he is out, Harry Kane is out, all sorts of injuries. Uh, at Tottenham that are causing them all sorts of problems and um you know it's not looking good uh for Mourinho's side to visit his uh his former club you know this is not something by the way that you can point a finger at Jose Mourinho and say oh you know uh, uh Mourinho's a uh, bad manager he's in trouble he's causing all sorts of problems in the locker room but it's just not look Sissoko's out with an injury till April uh, we've got uh, Hyunmin Song is out um, with a elbow broken arm. You've got Harry Kane out with a thigh. Harry Kane's going to be out till May. I mean, basically the entire season. So you've got Sissoko, Kane, and Song Son gone. Uh, those are three important players. I mean, Kane and Son are terrifically important players uh, for the club, uh, this is a massive problem for Tottenham, uh, so why don't we start with that match, because that is at the bridge, and, um, if you remember, Chelsea won at Tottenham before Christmas, uh, that was, you know, Frank Lampard's sort of crowning moment at the time, and, and given the injuries, uh, with Tottenham, uh, I, I, I don't think that, uh, they're going to really cause Chelsea a great deal of difficulty. This should be another good day for Frankie Lampard and Chelsea. Of course, being home is a big help. Chelsea, interestingly enough, if you look at the odds here, there there's not bad odds. It's minus 139. Now, I know that's not plus money, and my friend Ali Burns, the plus money honey, uh, might not like it. But, you know, that's a really, really good... A uh, really good line at minus 139 for the home team playing against a very injury-depleted Chelsea, uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Although, I will say this, Spurs have been in decent form. They've only lost one of their last five. They've won three in a row up to this point. Of course, they beat Aston Villa at Villa Park. They beat City at um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And they beat Norwich at home. Before that, they had that draw against Watford. But again, the injury to Son, devastating takes a big part of he was really picking up a lot of the slack for harry kane chelsea on the other hand you know they need this win because they've uh they've only won one in their last five in fact they haven't won at all in their last four they lost uh, at home to newcastle uh they drew arsenal at home they drew leicester uh at the king power and then they lost to man united and that was a really unfortunate result for chelsea by the way that loss to united i mean we have var and you think with video assistant referee and all these experts looking at the uh, at the replay that they'd get the uh, that they'd get the calls right? And you know I will give say this in general I think they actually have got the calls right. But ah uh, I don't know what happened in this game. I mean how they blew two calls with video assistant referee uh, is is uh, is something I don't think I'll ever quite understand. But uh, I guess I will uh, learn to figure it out. Uh, but they did. Very unlucky result for Chelsea. Chelsea need this win. If they get this win, they'll be at 44 points. Leicester City are facing Manchester City. I don't think they're going to win that. Uh, this could solidify the top four. Now, it doesn't preclude the fact that Tottenham, who are sitting in fifth place, uh, could w- will still likely be in a Champions League position uh, because of the situation with Manchester City. But I, I can't wait to talk about this match uh, with the Blades uh, against, um, uh, against Brighton Hove Albion. But we're, we're going to get to that one in a bit. I'm, I'm very excited about that one. I am to love Sheffield United. One of, one of the more, more exciting clubs, uh, I think, uh, in the Premier League, of course, brand-new promoted. But look, this one, Chelsea going to win this one. I can't see Tottenham scoring. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say this is going to be 2-0 for Chelsea Football Club. All right, next one up. Let's talk about the next match. This is another really interesting one, by the way. And uh, just give me a second here and I'll pull the sketchy up. It has eluded me. But we're going to talk about Bournemouth-Burnley because that is a fascinating game. I am not a fan of Bournemouth. I, uh, I don't mean not a fan, like I don't like the club. I don't. I don't really have uh an opinion e- either way about them uh but this is at turf more against a burnley side that quite frankly uh, has been on a bit of a tear recently um they've only lost one in their last five and again keep in mind they they won that game and they snapped a four game straight losing streak where well, they lost four in a row now they're three wins and one draw and those wins um, have come against Leicester City, they beat them at home at Turf Moor, come against Man United, they beat them at Old Trafford. Uh, it was nil-nil against Arsenal, and then they had a 2-1 um, at St. Mary's against Southampton. So they beat some good opposition. Look, I mean, they really have. This Burnley team, turned it around, on a roll, on a tear, they're back at Turf Moor, facing a Bournemouth team that is just not convincing me of much of anything. They had that nice little period where they won uh, at home against Brighton and they beat Villa uh but upon uh, me and uh, yeah but they beat Villa at home but now they got to go uh now they got to go to uh play Burnley inform Burnley I can't see him doing it I don't think and listen this team is getting Sucked into the morass of the relegation zone as they were in very firmly uh, up until they had this little two game bump against Brighton and um, Aston Villa, as we spoke about. But I mean, look, they were dead, they were 19th in the table losing out, uh, at uh, Carrow Road to Norwich back in the uh, middle of January. So I don't think Bournemouth, I, look, I, anyhow, I mean, you know, Bournemouth keeping faith with him, I think that's fine at some point. Look, no, let's look at it this way. Norwich are down and out. Watford have a huge match, a huge match coming up this weekend against Man United. West Ham United seem to be in all sorts of trouble. Aston Villa, I think, are a better side than their results are showing. Yet Bournemouth are just not convincing me of anything. This relegation battle is full on hot right now. Who do you think is going to get relegated? Love to hear from you. Send me a send me a tweet at Nick Eber. N i c k g e b e r. All right. So let's get back let's get back to it. So um, for this particular match. Uh, I mentioned this is Burnley Bournemouth, uh, and again, by the way, I need to mention this is Eddie Howe going back to his old club because you know he used to be at Burnley right uh, and Bournemouth, if they if they need a win, this is it. they're not gonna get it. Burnley informed ten points in the last twelve. They're at home, they're gonna win here. Uh, well, the question is, are uh, Bournemouth going to score? I think this is likely to be a one er to Burnley, but I'm going to say Burnley get all three points. Let's take a look at if there's any betting value. Yes, they, they, yes there is. Look, there's plus money on both sides of uh, both sides of this fixture right now. You can get plus 119 on Burnley at home at Turf Moor. I'm taking that all day long all day long all right let's move on shall we next match we're going to talk about crystal palace at newcastle and uh you know, palace uh, uh, palace are another one of these teams um uh, that really make me scratch my head sometimes I, I actually think they are a a good side they had four draws in a row and then they've lost three in a row They've actually uh, not won yet this year. The draws uh, away at Southampton, away at Norwich, uh, at home against Arsenal, uh, at home against uh, away at City. Now that was a big result, despite that being a draw. And then, boom, they lose at home against Southampton. They lose at home against Sheffield United. And then they lose at home uh, away at Goodison against uh, Carlo Ancelotti's uh, Everton 3-1. Maybe I'll give them that one. Look. I think this team is overdue for a win and they're playing Newcastle United who, again, are they in danger of getting sucked into the relegation zone? I suppose they kind of are, but not really just because the other teams down there from, say, Bournemouth, Villa, West Ham, Watford, Norwich just not very good. So they can be thankful that... uh, You know, they've got these crappier teams, much crappier teams uh, below them. But keep in mind, this is a leapfrog situation because Newcastle are 31. uh, Crystal Palace are um, on 30 points. But this one is at Selhurst Park and I don't think Newcastle are going to win this one. They're coming off a 4-0 loss in London to Arsenal on the back of an, and they had a nice draw at home against Norwich, a nice draw against Everton. They had a good win at home against Chelsea. They had a nice draw before that against Wolves. Then they had three losses. I mean, look, they're kind of Steve Bruce's side, a little bit all over the place, but It doesn't matter. Oh, I didn't even see the time. Let's pick this up on the other side of the break. We'll talk more about Newcastle Crystal Palace uh, right after this. Go. Oh, what, what an underrated band um, gang of four are by so many people, um, and probably not nearly as well known as many of the other sort of punk, punk slash new wave. I hate the name new wave, but you know what I mean, bands from the 80s. Uh, what an absolutely brilliant band gang of four were, and uh, so sad that Andy Gill dying, but uh, I guess that happens to all of us at some point. Um, all right, let's get back to it. We were talking about Newcastle Crystal Palace, and the point that I'm making here is is that Selhurst Park? I'm pretty sure Crystal Palace are going to uh, win this game. Neither of these sides are exactly prolific goal scorers. This is the thing. This could be a nil-nil. And speaking of prolific goal scorers, I'm going to tell you: Newcastle have scored 24 goals. Palace have scored 23 goals. That's less than a goal a game. However, Newcastle conceded 40. Palace have conceded 32. I'm going to say this is 1-0 Crystal Palace. Let's take a look at what the odds are for this game. And Crystal Palace currently at minus 104, just shading, but you can actually get plus 103. So close somewhere between minus 104, plus 103. um, uh, That's at five dimes. That's you know that's about even odds. Uh Newcastle United you're going to get big plus money for the win. Uh, I don't see that happening. Maybe the draw you can get plus 233 on that, but I, I I'm going to probably take You know what? I'm going to back off that. I'm actually going to take the draw on this one. I'm going to take plus 233. I'm going to take that nice plus money on the draw between Crystal Palace at Newcastle. All right. Next up, let's talk about one of my absolute favorite stories in the Premier League this season. We are talking about Sheffield United, newly promoted side, playing some wonderful possession football, wonderful to watch, love to play out of the back. I I, I just... You know, I just, I look at this side, I just, there's certain sides that you look at. I mean, I've marveled about um, Fenway Sports Group and their ownership of Liverpool and how well they've done. You look at the owners of Leicester City and how nicely they've done, just what a steady hand they've had. Look at Sheffield United, how clever their acquisitions were. By the way, you can go to the bottom of the table and I could actually possibly even make the same comment about Norwich who are going to get relegated, because this is a side Norwich keeping faith with daniel farker didn't really bring in big name players once they got promoted to the premier league just gave their existing players new contracts uh, the guys that had got it done for them in the championship so i mean much respect I, I love well-run clubs sheffield united a well-run club they've been in dubai on their winter break Sometimes uh, teams coming back from winter break take a little bit of um, a a game or two to sort of get back into the intensity. They're playing a Brighton Hove Albion side that is uh, flattering a little bit to deceive. But, you know, the one thing about the Blades uh, is that they are just unbelievably consistent. I mean, probably one of the most consistent clubs in the Premier League in terms of quality performance uh, week in and week out. And. Uh, it, it, it's unbelievable that they, are, that they are a promoted side. And uh, Brighton, on the other hand, they've drawn three of the last four. They do need a win to stop them falling further down the table. But again, I'm going to kind of reiterate what I said. Look, they're at 27 points. They they are definitely uh, in danger of getting sucked into the drop zone, but they can be happy that there's a West Ham and a Villa and a Bournemouth and a Norwich. Uh, a Watford, I... I, I, I We'll talk about that in a bit, but no, I, I don't. Th- I don't see Brighton winning this this game. Uh, this one is at Bramall Lane, uh, so I'm going to go Sheffield United for the win here. I'm going to say 2-1. Uh, no plus money on Sheffield United right now. They're minus 110 for the win. You can maybe get 104 if you shop it around, um, but I do predict that they will get the win at home. Next up, Southampton. Aston Villa, uh, this one at St. Mary's and talking about teams that are really, really in need of a win right now. Uh, You can look at both these clubs. Southampton losing the last two. They lost uh, to Burnley at home. Uh, They lost, obviously, away to Liverpool. If I remember correctly, they had that second half where they just capitulated. They played a great first half, but a rotten one. They have a couple of wins. They beat Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. Uh, They did lose at home to Wolves and uh they lost away to leicester their home form not all that great this is at home but on the other hand aston villa are a club that is in some trouble so villa's conceding a lot of goals and that's a problem i believe they've conceded more goals than any other in the premier league let me just verify that for you Uh, That was a stat I saw earlier on this week. Uh, Yeah, they've conceded 50 goals uh, in 26 games. They haven't scored all that many more. Uh, Southampton, on the other hand, not too much better, by the way. They've conceded 48 goals, and they've scored 32. I've I've got a surprise result for you here. I actually think that Aston Villa are going to go to St. Mary's, and they're going to get a win over Southampton. I like Southampton. They're a good club. They're in a just a rotten bit of form right now. So I'm going to say Villa for the win over Southampton for my upset possibly of the weekend, and you're going to get plus 380 on that right now. Uh, you need to take that all day long. Remember what I said? 50 goals conceded. 48 goals conceded. I mean, these teams can't keep the ball out the back of the net, so I would go with that one. All right, let's move along, shall we? Leicester, Man City at the King Power. Huge match, because obviously we're looking at two and three in the table here. Um, Man City, uh, they're just doing what Man City does, d- despite the fact that, uh, you know, they've had this issue with the UEFA ban and, and Raheem Sterling. By the way, uh, th- this, uh, the media picks on Raheem Sterling like no other player I've ever met. He was in... Spain he was asked about madrid he was totally respectful for to real madrid he was totally respectful to his club manchester city he didn't step over any line and this is news if you're in a, if you're in madrid and the spanish newspapers say hey You know, how would you like to play for Madrid one day? What are you going to say? You're going to say, oh, Real Madrid are a crappy team. I wouldn't be interested. No, you're going to say, you know, Real Madrid are a legend. What an unbelievable team. I wouldn't say no to anything. But, you know, I've got a contract with City. That's where my heart is right now. That's what I'm doing. And you know what, Raheem? That's what he said. Folks, God, I wish the press would stay off Raheem Sterling. I'm not even a City fan, but the kid. Give him a break. (laughs) Really? They're going to win this game uh leicester city are in a bad run of form right now i mean it's their early season uh success that really has kept them going uh, they have um uh, lost two uh, won one drawn two now they've got two two draws in a row at home against chelsea and then they had that uh, draw away at molyneux against wolverhampton Wanderers, who are a good club by the way but they did have the two losses one was to liverpool uh, one was to burnley Pardon me. Leicester City lost to Southampton and um, and Burnley. And then, of course, they had the losses to Liverpool, the 4-0 uh, to Liverpool and City before then. Uh, I just think that the season's long. Um, what's it? The night is cold and full of danger or something like that like that from Game of Thrones. The season is long and full of fatigue. And I don't think that Leicester City necessarily have the deepest of squads. And uh, I think they're going to finish top four this season. Uh, maybe... Uh, squeaker. They're definitely going to be in the Champions League next season. I think that's wonderful. Uh, Man City are going to win that, win this game. If you think anything else, I think you're delusional. Uh, however, if I look at the odds right now, it's only minus 135 for Man City to win this game. They're not prohibitive favorites, but I, 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 if if you've looked at the odds for Manchester City since the ban was announced. I think you'll see that they've narrowed all across the board. I think the bookmakers are thinking that the actual uh, situation with the UEFA ban is going to have more impact on the team and its performance on the pitch than it actually is. I think you saw that last weekend. Man City, not in any trouble at all. They should make work of easy work of Leicester. Not easy. They should beat Leicester at the King Power. Leicester, a wonderful side, uh, no doubt about it, but they will lose to Manchester City. All right. Man United Watford. Now, you know, this is an interesting match for a number of reasons because uh, Watford had this sort of comeback. And if you remember, I was using my dust boot analogy for Watford about how, you know, they were, how they were um, rising off the bottom of the ocean. And they got up to 17th uh, back in mid-January, but they, they've had a skid. I mean, they've had definitely hit a brick wall here. They've had three losses, and they've been surprising losses. Away at Villa Park was a surprise uh, they had that really tight loss at home against Everton. And then they had this sort of 1-1 against Brighton. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough for Watford because they're, they are a really good side. And they just had some really bad luck this season. Uh, results haven't gone their way. And now they're playing a Man United side on a little two-game unbeaten streak who uh, drew Wolves 0-0 at Molyneux. Then they had that really fortunate win away at Chelsea. I... Hate to give any betting odds or predictions with Manchester United because, as I mentioned, on many times, this club is all over the place. But I do think United are going to win this one. I'm going to say 2-1. All right, uh, we are running short on time, so let's move along. Wolves, Norwich. Uh, You know, Norwich lost to Liverpool last weekend, by the way. It was not the blowout everybody thought it would be. I thought they played them well. I think they caught Liverpool coming back after the break, maybe not as sharp as they would be. Um, it was top against bottom, but look, uh, Norwich are you know they're seven points away from getting out of the drop zone. It's not going to happen. They're going to go down, and, and I and I think that's that's fine. I think they've kind of factored that in. I really like this Wolverhampton Wanderers side. Uh, I think um, I think they're going to they're going to win this easily, uh, and I'm going to say uh, Wolves are going to win at Molyneux by a score of mm, let's say one nil. And if we want to look at Wolves' results, you know they could use the win, quite frankly, because they haven't won in four games. They had the loss to Liverpool. They drew United. They drew Leicester City, by the way, two good sides. They are definitely going to beat Norwich. It'll be three points for Wolves. And right now, what sort of odds are we getting on the Wolves' game? Ah, uh, Yeah, minus 185, no value there. Arsenal-Everton. Look, um, both of these clubs, I love this Ancelotti-Everton. They've made an investment in the club. They've put their time and effort into it. Uh, Arsenal Football Club, I'm not sold on them, despite a couple of decent results for them of late. I don't think Mikel Arteta is a great manager. He is a manager. Is he a great one? I don't know. That's why Arsenal complete mid-table. They've had one win in five, but that great result was against a lackluster Steve Bruce side. Arsenal are the draw specialists in the league with 13 uh, Everton are just above them by two points uh they have not lost in the last five Uh, i am going to say on this one everton arsenal that this is going to be a draw as well and right now you can get plus 245 on the draw the last match very quickly liverpool west ham united um west ham are a disaster they're a dumpster fire i don't know why it's not david Moy's fault but he hasn't certainly brought them the turnaround that they want um Obviously, he's coming back to his former rival when he was, uh, you know, manager of Everton. Uh, but I, they're not going to win, and the odds makers are in complete agreement with me uh, right now. Liverpool are plus, minus 588 uh, for the win. West Ham are plus 1300. There's no value here. Liverpool will notch another win. It may not be as open and as big of a win as you might think it is. I think Liverpool just trying to get their sort of mojo back together a little bit. And, of course, on the back of suffering that defeat at Atleti. But I believe Liverpool will win, have uh, won 26 matches after this out of 27 with one draw. They will be at 79 points. All right. I'm going to go to break. I'll be right back to wrap it up here on Fistree Soccer. Thanks for staying with me on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211. And, of course... Big hello to everyone in uniform listening on the American Forces. Uh, Nick Gieber here. Be right back after this. All right, well, the weekend is coming. The Premier League is coming. What a great weekend for some sex and drugs and rock and roll, provided you're of age and responsible. I'm just trying to, you know, cover my ass here. <laughs> By the way, want to thank uh, all my sponsors, Manscaped.com. Want to particularly thank uh, the fine folks at Manscaped for supporting the show. Same thing with the fine people at Bet Online. Uh, always great to have you with us as sponsors. It's the sponsors that really make this show happen. Also, want to thank uh, another sponsor of ours, Picks and Parlays. If you want to make a bet, folks, uh, do that. But listen, you don't go uh, into court. In front of the judge without a lawyer, without expert advice sitting there with you. You shouldn't go up and make a bet on any form of sports without having expert advice with you as well. My good friends at Picks and Parlays will do that for you. Go to their website, picksandparleys.net. They have free picks on everything NHL, uh, NCAA basketball, NBA uh boxing the coming up this weekend they do football they do soccer uh, everything you want is at picks and parlays lots of free picks and their expert pick packages are there for you as well when you are ready to buy them don't make a sports bet don't go to the window alone have an expert in your back pocket all right uh that is just about going to wrap up the show uh, i will be back with you on monday uh, let's take a look at what happened over the league. Let's see how my predictions panned out. In the meantime, though, don't be a stranger. Find me on Twitter at Nick Ebrey, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 5th Street Sports Talk. I'd like to thank all the fine people at uh, Sirius XM, uh, Dan Patrick, and all the people on the Dan Patrick Sports Channel, as well as the fine people at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. An absolute pleasure bringing you this show. Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. You will find me on these very networks. And if you've missed any part of this show, you can find the replay immediately following its conclusion, which is 40 seconds from now at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, at the Believe Podcast Network. Download it and listen to me while you're sweating at the gym or driving. All right, folks, I'll speak to you on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. May all your bets be big. May they come true. And enjoy the matches. Cheers.